Hey guys, welcome to the Journey of Ruth Discipleship Podcast, where we encourage listeners to love Jesus, study his word, and reach others. I'm your host, Courtney Lohman. Today's guest is Shayna Rattler. Shayna is an author and a speaker and the founder of a God Shift movement. Her desire is to empower individuals and organizations around the world to experience a God shift that moves them into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. What you'll hear is that Shayna doesn't do timid. It's like not even in her vocabulary. No, she is bold and she speaks highly of her Jesus and his power. Shayna and I chat about how we can step into the kingdom authority promised to us in scripture the keys to elevating God's position in our lives and our hearts, what the world says about manifestation. You've heard that word, right? What the world says about it, but what the Bible has to say about it. And then what can we do when God doesn't give us a clear path forward or three easy steps to fulfilling our purpose? I'm telling you, we go for it today. You guys get ready. Now, before we get there, I got to ask one question. Have you bought your tickets for the Interest Conference yet? If you haven't, Knock, knock. This is your reminder. Go get your tickets today. We are only seven weeks away from the conference, and we are so excited around here. We are getting things put together, but we want to know that you are coming. We don't want you to miss out. As you know, we will have speakers and a live podcast at the Entrust Conference on September 24th. So here's some questions for you to think about. Have you ever thought you could disciple if you just had a bit more training? Are you a discipler who thinks, hmm, it would be nice to have a couple more tools in my tool belt? Or are you a leader of a team and you would love for your team members to really catch the vision of becoming disciple makers? Then this, this is the conference for you and your entire team. So visit the website today, journeyofruth.com slash entrust for more information. And that's where you're going to get your tickets. And don't forget right now, you can use the coupon code summer special, all one word for $5 off. So that's summer special, all one word for $5 off. Go get your tickets today, guys. Now on to my conversation with Shayna Rattler. Well, Shayna Rattler, I am so happy that you are here with me. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to be on this side of the mic. (laughs) That's right. We just recorded an episode for Shayna's podcast just a few days ago. So now we hopped on to Zoom this morning and we're like, hey, how's it going? Long time no see. (laughs) But thank you so much for being willing to be here on the journey of Ruth. Uh, Can you tell us a little about yourself? Absolutely. So I am founder of a God Shift movement. And in that movement, we empower committed believers to be able to have unlocked their kingdom authority so that they can have more, be more and do more. But if we're talking about me personally, I consider myself among a lot of things just to be a bold, courageous, life-changing child of God that is really committed to helping people understand the identity that they have in him. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of a big calling and it's also like not the same because no person's identity is the same. Uh, What brought you into this calling? So very long story short, I have been a business girl since 2007. Um, I went to school to be a physical therapist, 
quickly fell into entrepreneurship and small business ownership. But in 2018, the Lord allowed everything in my life to dry up. And it was because he was calling me to ministry. But in the beginning, I had no idea um, what it was that my ministry was going to consist of or what my message was going to be. Um, you know, and not that as people in ministry, we have just one message that we talk about over and over again. But I think we all kind of have a lane that we somewhat, you know, try to own. So I had no idea what that lane was going to be. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it's going to, was it going to consist of? Like it was going to be, was it going to be ministry in the marketplace? Was it going to be in a church? Like I literally had no idea what that was going to look like. And as, as I've gotten more and more involved, things have evolved um, over time. It started off really looking at, you know, how do you overcome disruption and how do you overcome the unexpected circumstances that God places in our lives to get our invitation? But what I realized within the last probably four to five months, that it's not about um, all of these random things that you could potentially tell somebody to overcome a hard time. What I really realized in my line of work and just, you know, in life in general, and especially the more that, that I learn, I'm sure you probably learn more about discipleship, like every year you're oh, like, yeah. wow, I need to add in this or start talking about that because I now know this. One of the things that I really realized, and this is the very long answer to the question that you asked, is that one of the primary reasons that I think people are not growing their faith, that they're not overcoming adversity and they're not entering into destiny is because they're not exercising their kingdom authority. Like they either don't realize they have kingdom authority or they have no idea how to unlock it. Yeah. You know, like Jesus, that's why he was able to die because the same power and authority that was given to him was given to us. You know, that's why he said greater things in these shall you do in my name because I'm going to the father. So Jesus ain't going to do nothing else. He's done everything that he's going to do. He's left the power with us to be able to make things happen in our lives, in the lives of other people. And so I realized if I can help people understand that their identity, even though we all have a different calling, we all have different assignments, we all have different individual purposes, but our sole identity is recognizing that it's our birthright to operate in authority. And if we can fix that piece, I truly believe that there are a whole lot of things that we're automatically going to be able to fix just by unlocking heaven in that way. Okay. So we're just going to jump right in. We're not even, you know, no like dilly dallying. We're just going to go deep right away. Uh, Let's talk about kingdom authority. Some people are listening to those words going, I mean, it sounds good. I have no idea what it means. So can you define that for us? Absolutely. So when we think about just what the dictionary says about about authority, it's like your permission and your right to be able to rule in an area like that's authority. So when we think about kingdom authority, the word tells us that we have been given dominion over the earth and over the enemy. So that means that we have authority. Right. And then there's a number of scriptures that tells us, you know, like if you look at Acts and it and it describes like when the people were um, when the Holy Spirit came on them and they were given power. Right. Yeah. So they weren't just given power to speak in tongues. But the word goes on to tell us that the exact power that we have is that we can lay the hands. We can lay hands on the sick and that they will be healed, that we can stomp on serpents like we can drink poison and it won't hurt us and that's the stuff that we're like yeah that's crazy i'm not doing that but 
What we do have is that we have the authority to do things like speak a thing that isn't as though it is. We do have things like the permission to say, I don't remember the exact scripture. Like, let me just say right now, I'm one of those girls that I know what the scripture is and I know what it says, but I don't know what the verse, chapter and verse is for a lot of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just know it's in there. Google it. You'll know it's in there. This is there not a Shana, but it's in there. You know, there's a scripture that basically says that we have the power to speak to a mountain. And when we speak to it, it has to be cast into the sea. So those mountains are those obstacles and challenges that we face in our lives, whatever they are. So a, a great way to boil down kingdom authority is actually the permission that you have been given to operate exactly like Jesus operated and doing exactly the things that he did. Again, the word says greater works than these will you do in my name because I'm going to the father mm -hmm. so that means you know the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the speaking to things and they happen and all of those those things that we read about in the bible they weren't reserved to him they were actually passed on to us and it's actually our birthright to be able to do these things so just mm -hmm. imagine if we would just embrace right now and I just want everybody to say this I have the power to make it happen and not in a wonky, woo-woo, new age world, kind of empty it out, name it, claim it. If you see it, you can have it. It, it. It's not any of that. Get your sage and rub your crystals and all that stuff that is really probably going to bring more spirit, negative spirits on you than what you're trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. But actually look at what the scripture says that Jesus did. And we're actually now able to have dominion over the earth and over the enemy, just like he did. You know, I, I recently saw an interview and it was talking about, um, they had a term for it now. I can't remember it, but it was <clears throat> the, the idea that it's Jesus and yeah. So Jesus and you mentioned crystals, Jesus and, uh, you know, yoga, Jesus. And, and so it puts, it's like, that is where I get my power in Jesus. And, mm -hmm. and the idea is that scripture says, no, it's Jesus. Yeah. Like, that's it. So when you're saying that we have been given the, uh, the authority that, that Jesus has, that makes me go, okay, so, so are you saying we are, we are Jesus? We're like Jesus? How are we different from Jesus? So, so we are created in his image and his likeness. So if mm -hmm. we're like somebody, that means that we have his characteristics. So what I'm saying is, is that he has the power, but we've been given the authority, mm. right? Okay. So I'm not We've been given the authority to use that power. We've been given authority to operate in that power. Oh, okay. Absolutely right. So I'm not saying like I am Jesus, right? But what I'm saying is, is that this birthright, this, this tandem, if you will, like he has the power, we have the authority to like co-create and partner with everything that it is that he has done. But we don't necessarily have to wait on him to do something because we've been given the power to speak to things. We've been, we've been given the power. The word says that you will lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what Jesus did when he was walking the earth, but he's mm -hmm. not walking the earth anymore, but he gave that same power to us to utilize. Mm -hmm. So it's not Jesus and something else that I can find in the world. It's not Jesus and some other small God, because we know that it, the word says we shall have no other gods before him. But it is actually, um, it, it's almost like, I think about this. I have Verizon as my cell phone. Uh -huh. and the sun has a line on it. So the cell phone 
account is in my name, but my son is listed as an authorized user. So that means if he's having difficulty with his phone, I don't have to call and say, fix my, my son's phone. My son is able to call and say, I am Shana Rattler's son. If you look in the records, you will see that I am an authorized user on the account. So that means anything that she can do to affect change on this account, I have permission to be able to do the mm-hmm. same thing because I'm an authorized user. Okay. Now you say, okay, I don't have to wait for Jesus to do this. I can step out in that authority. So um, what happens when we're like, okay, this is the direction we're going, or this is what we're doing. Uh, you, you know, you've brought up healing. I am going to heal in Jesus's name and nothing happens. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, cause I can, I can hear people say, oh, please like, like you're going to, you know, especially in American culture. Yeah. Healing doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, and but not, and that's not even biblical. So what I would say to that is you don't know your Bible and I don't mean mm-hmm. you, but I'm saying to the person who says, you know, prophets are not for today. Healing is not for today. Miracle signs and wonders is not for today. I would tell you that you don't know your Bible and you need to go do your research. Mm. Where should someone go if they want to look into that? So what I think I will do is I actually have a, um, a place in my notebook where I have all of these different scriptures written down. Mm-hmm. I think I will create like an actual document that you can put a link to in the show yeah. notes, however it is that you do that. Yeah. So that people can go, she said she didn't know where some of them were. Well, it's just because I don't know them off the top. I don't know the chapter and verse that corresponds with it off the top of my head. But even if you take the pieces of the scripture that I've said, um, you know, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Google right. it. It'll give you the corresponding scripture, you know, mm-hmm. that, that goes with that. So all the things that I've said, you can Google it and find out where it is. Um, but to answer your question, you know, we have to recognize that there's a lot of factors that go into what is going to happen even in our own lives. What is missing when things don't happen is belief. Hmm. You know, the word tells us that anything that you ask in my name and believe, you will have. But sometimes it's about timing. Okay. Right? So sometimes it's we're not willing to let go of our own free will of some of the other things that we're holding on to and won't let go of. And I'm not going to be able to make anything happen in my own life or in your life, just like Jesus couldn't. You know, it says in the word, in the word, I couldn't perform any miracles there because there was no belief. Mm -hmm. So there's some other contingencies. You have to have belief. It has to be the right timing. It has to be something that you're ready for. It can't be something that's going to destroy you. You know, you can't just hocus pocus say, you know, I'm going to have you know, a million dollars by Friday and just expect him to drop, you know, a a million dollars into your bank account when he knows that you can't steward the 500 that you've got in there now. Mm -hmm. So there are some, some, some things that also have to be present. But what I think we have to recognize is, is that there are so many scriptures that tell us what we're capable of doing. But what do we do first? We usually go to our prayer partner. Can you pray for my son? No, you have the authority to call on the name of Jesus just like I do. Not that I won't pray, not that I won't stand in agreement with you on that, but why do you have to go to somebody else all the time to get what it is that you need? You have the same power and authority that I have. And the word tells us that we have the same authority that God had. Mm. Yeah. I, I can see that whole multifaceted idea, 
you know, I think sometimes it can be easy to say, well, um, that we prayed for this and this did not happen. Um, and I know from looking back, you know, <clears throat> hindsight's twenty twenty. is that what they say? But, um, it's amazing when you look back and, and at that time it felt like God wasn't answering. Yeah. But when you look back, you can say, okay, it wasn't necessarily that I didn't have belief because what my belief did is it carried me through even yeah. when the answer didn't look like what God, what I was praying for. <laughs> you know, I'm like, God, I believe that you can change this. I believe that this can happen. And then when it doesn't happen, then I have to decide at that point in time, what, what happens to my belief now? Do I not believe that God heard me or do I believe that maybe what needs to happen is different from my human idea exactly. of what's right? And then we look back and we're like, oh, I see. Now, sometimes we don't get to look back and see the yeah. reason why. Sometimes God doesn't let us see that. Uh, but, you know, we know that even even Jesus prayed, Lord, if it's your will, take this yeah. from me. Yeah. He knew he was walking into like the hardest of hardest moments. And God was like, it's no, this is yours to bear. And yeah. so I think sometimes, even though we would say, Hey, could you take this from me? God's like, no, because this is going to create you. This is a big part of who, of creating Develop. you into the person, developing you into the person that I have created you to be. And without this, a big portion of that will not be ready for what I have for you in the future. And exactly. I think that, I think sometimes that can feel like, is my belief not enough? Yes. And I've unfortunately heard some people say that, well, you didn't get what you wanted because you didn't believe hard enough. But I love that you're saying, no, it's not just that. Like, sure, that, <laughs> that might be, <laughs> but then there's, it's multifaceted. There's time and there's, you know, and it, and it's what's also, happening. When we, when we look at what belief is, I believe that God can. I believe that he's able and I believe that he will, but that will is not always going to look like the way that we wish he would do it. Right. Mm. And so in the example that you gave, when you said, you know, sometimes you're able to look back and see that he set that thing up exactly like it needed to be set up. Yep. It wasn't what we asked for, but it was what we needed. Yeah. And he allowed to happen in that moment, what needed to happen for that puzzle piece to fit with the next puzzle piece that he knew we were going to pull out of the box. Mm -hmm. See, we wanted a puzzle piece that was round on the right-handed corner and sharp on the left-handed corner. And that's what we were believing for. And God said, no, because I know what the next piece is going to look like that you're going to pull out of the box. And that's not going to fit together. Mm -hmm. So when we say, when I say we have to believe that he can and he will, oh, he will do it. And he's going to do it the way that it should be done. And that's not always going to look in the way that we want it to. But I can guarantee you that it's going to look the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. So we always get exactly what it is that we need. It just doesn't always come in the form that we think it's going to come in or that we think it, that we hope it's going to come in. But it does always come. So we have to believe yeah. that he can and that he will. But then we can't be attached to the how, because the how is none of our business. Mm. And you know, that, that, that's where that belief piece comes in because yeah. we believed that he could. Uh, but then if he doesn't, then what was your belief in? Was yeah. your belief in the fact that God knows best or was your belief in, in healing or in right. God blessing you with that job or whatever it might be? Was your faith actually in that and not in the fact that God's 
God's plan and God's idea is always better than ours and perfect. It's, it's always perfect. You know, yeah. Lord, I really, I, this is what I'm believing you to do. And he's like, no, because if I do that, then you're never going to get here. Mm-hmm. If I do that, you're never going to learn this. And some of our greatest gifts, Courtney, become, they come wrapped in sandpaper. Ooh, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't really feel hard. good when it's, when it's rough, but what does sandpaper do? It smooths out rough edges. Mm -hmm. And so that gift is coming in sandpaper and it was exactly what you wanted. It just wasn't what you thought he was going to do or you hoped he was going to do. But my belief is in that he's going to do what's that. I have to trust that he knows what's best for me. Yeah. Okay. Friends, are you signed up for the inside look yet? The inside look is our monthly newsletter where we let you know what's happening with the podcast. We start each month with a short devotional. Then we pack the rest with important information for you, the listener. When we need listener input for a future podcast, the questions and submission information are in the inside look. When we have an upcoming Patreon chat information, it's in the inside look. And the inside look is the first place you will see information on our upcoming merch store. Our newsletter friends and our patrons, of course, will be the first to know when the shop will open and what is available. We also will be offering a special code for our newsletter recipients when the shop opens. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, make today the day. Head over to journeyofruth.com slash newsletter and sign up so you don't miss any of the exciting things coming in the Journey of Ruth community. Okay, so this is leading right in to uh, a a quote that you have on your website. And Uh on there, you say, elevating God's position in your life allows you to release your kingdom authority and unlocks the door to confidently move into your next chapter. So I want to know, what does it look like to elevate God's position in our life? And how do we unlock or practice that kingdom authority? Yeah, so it's an S word that many of us in American culture don't like. Elevating God's position in our life starts with surrender. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't like that word. <laughs> and submission. I don't like, sur- most women don't like surrender and they don't like submission. Mm-hmm. But the very first thing that we have to do in order to get in position or before we can get in position for God's promises is that we have to give him authority. And the only way that we can relinquish control and give him the opportunity to take the wheel is if we are actually surrendered to him and submitted to his ways. Right. Mm. And so I can remember, I started working with this life coach years, about a year before I really realized I was being called to ministry. And she said, Shana, everything you desire is on the other side of surrender. But that's one of those things that drives me crazy about church when they tell you all you need to do is surrender, but then they don't tell you how to surrender. What does that look like when I go home tomorrow? Uh You know, if I start surrendering on Monday, can I look back on Wednesday or Thursday and see if I see any evidence of being surrendered? So I told her, I said, that's great. And I'm willing to do whatever it is that you say I need to do, but I don't even know what that means. Like Mm -hmm. I know, I, I know theoretically and conceptually what that means, but I have no idea what I can do when I hang up. And she said, it means give up. And she said, not give up. Like you're just going to quit and you're going to throw in the towel and you're not going to try anymore. But you are saying, Lord, I give up. Like, I literally don't know what else to do because I clearly, if I could fix this on my own, I would have. I've tried everything that it is that I can think of to try 
and everything is still just screwed up. So I just give up and I fully surrender to whatever it is that you want to do and what it is that you want me to do. So when I say elevating God's position in your life, number one, you have to submit or you have to surrender um, and let him have full authority. And you have to be able to submit to what it is that he's asking us to do. Now, the mm-hmm. second part of your question was how do you actually unlock that kingdom authority? Yeah. Hope instead of people um, coming up with all the reasons as to why they don't have authority and what if and what if, you can just embrace the fact that I know what the heck I'm talking about and you can go look up the scriptures that says you have it. So how do I unlock kingdom authority? I hope yeah. you're excited, right? I hope you're excited going, you know what? I'm glad to know that I actually have the birthright to do some things in my life. So I have a formula and it's called the ABCs of unlocking heaven. So now's a good time to grab your pen if you have not already been writing things down. This is ABCs to unlock heaven. Alignment plus belief plus confession. So alignment, we have to be in alignment with his will, his ways and his word. So those are the ten, those are the contingencies. Those are the ifs. You can speak to a thing and believe a thing all day long, but if it's not aligned with his will, it's not aligned with his word, or it's not aligned with his way, then you may as well be talking to this wall, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Belief. You have to believe that not only can he do it, but will he do it for you? Mm-hmm. Because even though the word tells us that he's no respecter of persons, How many of us are willing to admit that there's been a time that we don't believe that that will happen for us like it happened for them? Yeah, it's true. Right? Like I'm in a class right now that if you listen to the testimonials, the people say that, you know, since I've been in this program, like my income has quadrupled, but that's not even the point of the class. So when I'm listening to the class, I'm immediately going, well, I'm finding it hard to believe that my income is going to quadruple from listening to this content because I'm having a hard time connecting the dots between how, why does your income improve because you now understand this, like it makes no yeah. sense. To me, right. And so I immediately had to check myself and go, stop trying to figure it out and just trust that if this process can work this way for them and a lot of them, why can't it work for you? Mm-hmm. So belief means we have to not just believe that God can do it, but that he will also do it for us. And then C is confession. We have to learn to begin to say what it is that we see until we see what it is that we've been saying. Mm. It tells us in Isaiah 46 and 10. See, this is one of those scriptures that I do actually remember the chapter and verse. (laughs) The Lord says, I declare the end from the beginning. Mm. So we have to recognize that we can begin to declare now what it is that we want to see in the end, you know, Mm -hmm. even though you may be overweight and out of breath, we can still begin to declare, I am going to be in the best shape of my life, or I am in the best shape of my life. And then begin to take the actions that support that. Not that you're just going to continue to eat bonbons and sit on the couch every night talking to me, (laughs) but we're able to declare the end from the beginning. So when you take your, when you align, when you believe and you confess, that's how you unlock your kingdom authority. Mm. And what that sounds like to me is making a plan. 
<laughs> so you're not just like walking through life, like just hoping that everything will go well. You are creating a plan and you're heading towards that plan. And, and you know, God says, you know, we are going to make Proverbs 16, 9 says that man makes his steps or makes his plans, but the Lord establishes his steps. That's and, right. you know, so we are meant to make a plan. And that's yep. what it sounds like you're saying is make a plan. And then Micah 7, 7, um, along with uh, it's I think it's Psalms 4 in, in chapter 4. Both of those areas talk about praying um, and then waiting expectantly. Yeah. Persistence and, that happens. Yes. Yes. And so even in your, your confess, you are you are saying these things, you are praying. I think there's a, um, kind of like a, this like scare, not scary, but it's like so close. There's these things that happen in culture and they're so close to what needs to be happen, but then you see that they're not, they're just mimicking what actually needs to happen and, yeah. um, making those self affirmations and that's it. Yeah. I'm just saying these things and, uh, but there's no, there's no like actually bringing them to Jesus. I'm saying yeah. these things. And then it comes to, then what's the end result when you actually get what you've been saying for the longest time? Look what I manifested. Yeah. Look what I manifested through my affirmations. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, now all the glory's going to you. And that's not what we live here for. But what you're saying is your first step is align yourself with his will. Exactly. And then if you're already aligned there, you will find out truths about who you are and who he says yeah. you are. You will see where a further, a better picture, I think, of the direction that he wants you to go. So then when you're getting to that confess section of like, this is who I am. What are you confessing? Well, hopefully you're confessing what you've already seen in scripture as you have aligned your life with and him. Think, and so, yeah. And I think some of the best declarations and some of the best affirmations are the word. Yeah. You know, it tells us that the word will not return to him empty. And so, you know, there was a, a, a period of time a couple of years ago where my son was just doing some crazy things. And instead of praying a begging prayer, like, Lord, save him, Lord, you know, make him pay attention, give him his light bulb moment. I said, Lord, your word says the fruit of my womb is blessed. So when I would say my affirmations every day, I wasn't only saying, you know, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am happy, I'm married, I'm, you know, you know, all of those things that you can say, I'm not poo-pooing on those, but the greatest affirmations and declarations that you can make are the word of God. Yeah. Um, there's a book that I highly, highly recommend. I actually just finished it last night and it's called Pep Talk by Terry Savelle Foy. Mm, and, okay. um, and in, in her book, she breaks down different categories of your life. And she also, she talks about the power of having a pep talk with yourself. She talks about the fact that the power of life and death is in your tongue. And so she shares scripture with you around fitness and family and finance and your future goals and plans. And she actually, she, you know, shares with you the testimonies of all the things that she has created in her own life. But to your point, it's not the world's new age way of doing things because see the problem, first of all, manifestation is a biblical word that was hijacked by the That's world. right. And the problem with the manifestation and the meditation that the world is doing is that it edges God out, right? Like that's yeah. what ego stands for. It's edging God out. And it's telling you that if you, no regard to God, but if you 
get a vision and get it in your mind and speak it and declare it, you will have it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's not sustainable, right? Not saying that you can't get it. I know some people who have done that and gotten it and they've lost it. But what I am saying mm-hmm. is, is that you're saying, you know, Lord, I want to be aligned with your will. I want to be aligned with your word and I want to be aligned with your ways. And now that I know that I'm doing that, you have given me the power to speak to a mountain and it has to move. You've given me the ha- the, the the power and the authority to recognize that I can decree a thing. I can, I can um, you know, declare a thing that isn't as if it is. Like that's scripture. I'm not making that up. I'm not yep. saying like, hey, go out, name it, claim it, frame it, you know, all of this junk that the world tells you to do. But what I am yeah. saying is, is that, and Terry Savelle Foy talks about this in her book, is she looks at all the different areas of your life that you could actually have a desire in. And she teaches you how to have a biblical pep talk. So biblical mm-hmm. confession out of your mouth and you will be surprised or maybe you wouldn't be what it is that you and God co-create. Yeah. And I think that's amazing to even have those things that you're saying um, on a regular basis to remind yourself. It's almost like a, um, it's this, you're training your mind is what it is. Yes, exactly. You know? And and that's what scripture says, the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're training yourself, if that includes uh, the daily affirmations that are based within scripture, you know, what a great thing. I We have a prayer that we pray over our boys and it's the same prayer. Yeah. And the reason and using the same words and the same order. And the reason why I do that is because I want them to hear these words. That's right. I want them to know these words, even though they're big words. You know, even one of the words is uh, men of integrity. Yeah. My four year old told me at one point, mom, I today I told the truth because he did something wrong when I wasn't looking. And then he came back, came back later and was like, mom, I did this bad thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you for letting me know. Uh, And he's like, yeah, I, I was honest, but I did not have integrity. And I'm like, I love it. I'm so glad you're listening. <laughs> I know, right? And you know that our brains don't know the difference, right? Like our, con- our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between negative things and positive things, mm-hmm. but it does conspire to make things happen. And so if you have the choice between saying, I'm never going to lose weight, I'm always going to be broke. Versus saying, I'm, I, you know, money comes into my life easily and I steward it well in mm-hmm. Jesus name. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a positive thing and a negative thing, mm-hmm. but it will begin to conspire to make it happen. So all I'm yeah. saying is just check your mouth, like check what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about a lot of these things on your podcast, a God yeah. shift podcast. Uh, what, what is it that when we go to your podcast that we can kind of expect to hear? Absolutely. So my definition of a God shift is the moment you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose, and it moves you into a greater destiny. So that's the tandem. Mm-hmm. You play your role of unlocking your kingdom authority. That's going to give you the ability to collide with God's purpose for your life. And you'll ultimately end, uh, end up in your greater destiny. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to some of the probably first 40 episodes, you'll hear me talking a lot about um, 
faith first leadership and how you overcome disruption. But I would say somewhere around episode 48 to 50 up until now, we've been talking about nothing but kingdom authority. So every single guest that I've had, I give them the opportunity, just like I did with you, to open mm -hmm. up with what they think their own definition of kingdom authority is. And I've had some great ones. Somebody mm -hmm. gave me one that I said, I'm stealing it. He said, kingdom authority is co-signed identity by God. Oh. And I was like, oh, I like that. Right. And so um, every single person is going to give you their own take on number one, what they think their definition of kingdom authority is. But more importantly, they're going to share with you times in their life that they actually had to use that kingdom authority in order to shift to where they are today. And then I'm a real big tips, concrete, tangible girl. And so we end every single episode with, hey, if there's somebody that's listening that says, that's great that Courtney's been able to figure out the things in her life. That's great that Shane has been able to how to, out how to figure the things in their life. But I want to do the same. I always ask my guests, what is your best tip mm. for somebody being able to put God first, exercise their kingdom authority and actually shift to where it is that he feels like they need them. So that's what you can kind of expect um, from a gotcha podcast. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that ending. Cause I think that's great yeah. for us to have like the, uh, real concrete idea, especially yeah. when you're talking about, um, some of these heavier, yeah. um, spiritual topics and, or even something like kingdom authority for some people, this is going to be a brand new, like, you know, idea concept. or yeah. common. Yeah. Concept. Uh, for some people, it might be one that they're not even sure that they believe in, <laughs> if you will. So can you tell us if, if someone's never like heard this before, what are their first steps to um, identifying what their kingdom authority is and then, and then actually stepping into that? Yes. So what I would tell them to do is, again, I'm going to put together a list of the actual scriptures with a chapter and verse where they can go read it. You yeah. can argue with me, but you can't argue with what the word says. And if you do argue with the word says, then we have a whole nother conversation that we need to have. But I would say, go back and listen to this episode and everywhere that I told you, here's an example of the, of the word says, and that's an example of the fact that we do have kingdom authority. Google it and go back and find it and see what was going on in the chapter around that time so that you're not wondering, like, is this even a thing? You know, are people going to think I'm crazy? Well, people think I'm crazy all the time. But, you know, <laughs> is this a thing that I should believe? You know, whatever. So that I would say that's step number one is to go back and actually look at what's going on in the scriptures that we have been discussing. And you will see that it actually says that this is our birthright. Like, hey, this is what I've given you. This is what you have the power to do. This is the ability that you have to do. And then the other thing that I would tell you is, is I want you to just to begin to practice one thing, right? Like don't pick every area of your life that you could ever exercise your kingdom authority in. But I want you to pick one area of your life that you want to see change in. Then I want you to find a scripture that speaks to what it is that you're looking to accomplish. Let me go back and use the example of my son again. My son had took a leave of absence from his mind, not literally, but figuratively. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> that sounds like the best mom <laughs> thing ever. You must have taken a leave of absence from your mind, boy. <laughs> had, to, had to. But anyway, so okay. if I was thinking about how was I going to pray and declare effectively 
to see change in that area, the scripture that I would pick is the fruit of my womb is blessed. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, here's the area of my life that I want to see change. Here is a scripture that supports that and a declaration that I can also pair with that, that I can come up with on my own might be my son is focused and desires more of the Lord. So I would say for the next 30 days, I want you to every day declare the scripture and your own declaration for the area of your life that you want to see change and then get back with me and tell me, did it not help? Mm, interesting. I mean, we're, we're, we're claiming God's word. That's right. In our present day life. Please do. Yeah. I hope we all are. I hope that anybody that is listening to this, that that's not, that that's not foreign. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, the Bible is not something that we just reference. The Bible is not something that we just read like a book. So um, I was at a conference last weekend and the conference host has a t-shirt that she sells and it says, read the book, do the stuff. It's not just enough to read the book, but that's you got right. to do the stuff. So uh -huh. that's what I'm saying is the book tells us that this is the stuff that we have the, we have permission to do. Go do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, and that's true because it's not just about how much, you know, yeah. And that can happen in, especially I think in American culture and American church is kind of having that consumerist idea yeah. of our faith of I'm, I'm here, teach me, you know, I'm, I'm here to learn and then it doesn't actually ever seep into a heart level. We yep. know a lot, but the actual, like, what, how does this now, wh what do we do now? What, you know, I have and a friend that says, so right. what now what? Exactly. And that's why I have that last question before I end my podcast. Like, what's your best tip that you would give somebody listening? Because how many times have we been places and they give you all these figurative things that we know what it means at a conceptual level, but not concrete. Like they'll yeah. say, like, you got to do the work. What does that look like? Like, what do I do tomorrow? And then what do I do the next day? Yeah. You know, oh, you got to surrender. Well, what does that look like? Right. And so I don't like to talk about things in, in abstract ways and be like, well, you know what? You just got to walk with the Lord. Well, what the heck does that even mean? You yeah. know, you got to be in his presence. How do I do that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it's one thing for us to tell somebody what they should do and why they should do it. It's another thing entirely to say, and here's the three ways that you do that, because that's yeah. something that they can actually measure. And that's something that they can actually understand, because if not, I'm either going to go off and go, I don't have any idea what walk with the Lord and do the work means, and I'm going to do nothing, or I'm going to come up with my own idea of what that means and not see any results. And I can see the work that you do as a coaching, as a coach seeping in there, or maybe even the coaching that you've yeah. received of like, okay, give me my steps so that I can, you know, figure this out. Yeah. And that's not always a good thing if we're being honest, because I am a blueprint kind of girl, but mm -hmm. the Lord has had me in a space in my life where I'm not able to go find a blueprint. I'm not able to say, oh, you're going to do this. And here's the three steps to follow. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh God, when did that start? You know what I mean? I need my three oh, steps, please. Oh, where's my three steps? I, I am a three steps and a checklist kind of girl, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's giving me the opportunity to trust him in a whole new level in this season because I very much so am three points of a checklist kind of girl. So where I can, in any book that you ever read of mine, any, any 
you know, if you follow me on Instagram at a God shift, anytime I go live to teach anything, I'm going to do my darndest to give you three steps and a checklist <laughs> because, you know, I, I think there's something to be said going beyond information and into transformation. And there's no shortage of information. Um, but, if, but if we stop at just having acquired a bunch of information and we're not able to do anything with the information, then lives are never going to be transformed. The how to yeah. is, is so, so important in, you know, in so many things that we do. It is, but I can also see that this kingdom authority that we're talking about, also it has to be a to-do uh, God did not give us our to-do list on tablets of stone, right? Like it has to be a to-do that is, um, you know, flexible within his will, because if not, then now we're just creating, you know, our plan and our idea. If you right? find the scripture that supports your desire, you know that you're automatically in his will because it's his word. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So well, that's it. That takes it out of out, that takes that that piece of it out of the way, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, oh gosh, she said, "A, I have to be aligned with His will." Well, if you find something in His Word that supports what it is that you're trying to accomplish, then you've automatically removed any potential obstacle mm -hmm. of it just of it just being all of you because you're getting it from His Word, not from your own mind. And not to say that the idea doesn't start in your mind, but you need to be able to find a scripture that supports that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. And, and that idea of it, if it's a to-do list that's just ours, then it's never going to work. But I think even if it's a to-do list that is headed towards the will that he, you know, has, or the direction that he's taking us, there's still the, I, the fact that we don't know, we do not have an eternal perspective yes. or, or I'm sorry, we don't have an eternal knowledge. He does we need to have an eternal perspective. Yeah. Uh, but he is the only one that really knows that knowledge. And so even if something on the to-do list, you know, the three steps doesn't work out quite as well as we thought it was, it's still okay. And, yeah. Uh, and so everything is good. figure outable. You and I talked about this when I interviewed you about how great of a GPS God is, right? Yeah. And so like if we take a step and we should have gone left and we, and we need to go right, he'll reroute and yeah. say, ahead, turn left and make a U-turn or, you know, whatever the case may be. Most things are figure outable. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I have stolen, I think I've stolen a lot of things. Um, right. we, we, no, no, no. We don't use the word steal. We use the word borrow. Borrow. Yes. yes. I borrowed from <laughs> one of the was on my radio show. I actually had a radio show on this Christian radio station for about three months. And the lady that I was interviewing, she said, well, you know what? The problem is, is that we think that the scripture said that his word will be a light into the distance. And it didn't say that. It said his word will be a light into our path. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is, is that if we don't know everything out into the distance, we don't take any steps, even if those steps are laced with uncertainty. She mm -hmm. said, but if we would just take a step, then his word will be a light into the path because that's our path. And yeah. then all we have to do is take another step and it'll be a light into the path. And if we continue to do that and course, let, allow him to course correct along the way, before you know it, we're in the, we're out into the distance, but he never told us that he was going to give us every step of the equation. He never told us that he was going to be a light into the distance. He said, I'll be a light into your path. And yeah. the path is directly in front of you. Yeah. It's not way out there. That's true. And for the planners in the world, you're going, I don't like this. I don't oh, like I this. I hate it. I hate it. I am the decide what I want to do. 
figure out the steps to do it, do it, and it happens in that order. That's the way my life was until 2018 when I found myself saying, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea what was going on in my life. Well, and I will tell you, I didn't, I didn't know you yet, but when we initially started exchanging emails, uh, you were like, okay, send, go to this link and fill in your information. Okay. Now I want you to, here is this perfectly curated email, uh, with all of the things that I need you to do before we get to, before we get on and then click here for the list of questions. I was like, oh my gosh, this lady is so organized and I am not, I just like, I really, I, I have people that I bring around me yeah. to help me be organized because I love a good system. I, <laughs> yes. And I just ask people, can you just create something for me? That'd be great. I'll follow yeah. it. I can follow. Well, actually I'm not great at following it, but <laughs> it, <laughs> I will try my darndest to follow it. And it's probably going to be very um, beneficial for me if I follow it. Uh, and I know that those of you that are organized, you get a lot more done, but uh, <laughs> if people want to find more about you, the God shift podcast, all of the things that, that you do in your ministry, uh, where can they find you? Yeah. So everything is on my website, agodshift.com. I kept it real easy. So if you want to find me on social media, it's at agodshift. The website is agodshift, but I actually have a free gift that I want to give you all. So we're talking about shifting. So obviously when we shift, we're going from where we are to another place. And I actually have a free guide called when God says shift. Mm -hmm. And in that guide, I actually cover the four areas that are going to be required if you want to shift into a greater destiny, greater possibility, greater expectancy. And you can get that at GodSaysShift.com. Again, that's GodSaysShift.com. It's a free download. Um, as soon as you enter your name and email, it'll immediately be in your email. And um, in pure shame of fashion, like there is no fluff. I get straight to close your eyes. What do you want? This is who you need to become. This is how you need to do it. This is how you move your feet. Um, and I promise you that if you start to look at those four shifts that are required that you will find yourself going from either unstuck to a great place, or you might find yourself in a position going, you know what, I pretty much accomplished everything that I've set out to do, but I still feel like, like there's this another level of success with my name on it. There's another level of destiny waiting for every single one of us. So you, mm -hmm. you know, that free guide will actually walk you through um, some of the shifts that are going to be required, wherever it is that you're going in your life next, wherever God needs you next. Well, thank you for that. Yes. And I will put the link to that um, as well as your socials uh, in our web or I'm sorry, in our show notes on our website um, and so that people can find you. So we have our final question that we ask all of our guests and because okay. we're not meant to live life alone, who is it that has helped you along in your journey? Gosh, there's been so many people. So at the time of this recording, it is July the 26th. My dad died on April 26th. Mm. Um, my dad raised me. I lived with my dad from the age of seven and he was my go-to for everything, for advice, wisdom, money, <laughs> you name it. Yeah. He, you know, he was, you know, really, 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 you know, my go-to for everything. So he was a big go-to, um, for a lot of the things in my life, mm. but I also have a very, um, tight circle of business associates, um, people that are just accountability partners that I just can bounce ideas off of because I've got some really great friends in my life. My best friend has been my best friend since I was six years old. Um, wow. She's 45 and I will be 45, you know, in about six months. But 
she doesn't know a thing about starting a business and having an opt-in and sales, marketing, finance, all that other stuff. And so there's a lot of things in my life that I can't talk to her about, but I can Mm -hmm. go to her for all of the personal stuff. I could go to my dad for all the personal and financial stuff. And then I have my little group of people who, you know, who do what I do or, you know, they're either in ministry or they're, they're in business. So I, I have different people for different things. I don't have any one person in my life that I can kind of go to for anything and everything. But, you know, to be honest, I think that that is a really beautiful picture of the body of Christ and the way that it is supposed to work. is that because we are all gifted separately and because we all play a different role in the church, the reason we play a different role is God has given us different gifts and talents. And so we have mastered different subjects and different parts of life. And I, you're right. I am not going to go and ask maybe, you know, my friend that I ask all of my momming advice, what does it mean to create a business? Yeah, you're right. She's absolutely the person I'm going to go when I'm struggling to get a two year old to potty train. She yeah. knows she has some great answers and some tips and tricks for that. But as far She's as what it looks the checklist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Actually, the one that's in my mind. Yes, she absolutely has a, t- a checklist and it has stickers and it's in multiple colors. But uh, yeah. I'm, not that, I'm not that high level, but I, I love that. But I'm yeah. Not- Right. Um, Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to share about our kingdom authority and how that can lead to abundance in our life. And uh, I think kind of um, unlocking this trust in God, this understanding of who God thinks we are and and what his scripture says about who we are. So thank you so much for joining me. You're absolutely welcome. I hope it was a confidence booster. Like, I hope that you just want to walk around like a gangster, and be like, I've got the authority of Jesus. Like, what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> please, please walk into church. If that is not how you already walk into church, walk into yeah. church th- that way. Uh, yeah. Have someone videotape you yeah. and send it our way because we'd it's love a, to see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I got the authority of Christ. What we doing? What we doing? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but thank you so much, Courtney. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Shana said it. She said, I hope you are inspired to step into the power that you have as a child of God. What I love about Shana's perspective and relationship with Jesus is just how proactive she is. She does not sit back and wait to be fed and see what God might bring into her life. No, she is living a life that honors God, claims his promises, and utilizes the power the Bible has promised us. What about you? Is your spiritual life defined by a holy boldness? Now, Shana talked about a document with all the verses she mentioned. That document, the link for the guide to a God shift in your life and all other information about the episodes, that can all be found over in the show notes on our website at journeyruth.com. On our website, you'll find show notes for all of our episodes, an opportunity to sign up for the podcast newsletter, links to help support the podcast, and information on how I may be able to bless your church and your community through speaking or teaching. Our website is also, of course, where you can go to find all the information you need about the Entrust Conference and to purchase your tickets. Don't miss out. Go get those tickets today. This week, come by, say hi over on Facebook and Instagram, and it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. 
and then click subscribe over on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday right here on the Journey of Ruth podcast.